Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged, another humbling week of being able to talk with text, email, uh, a lot of you guys uh, with your questions, suggestions. Uh, truly humbling that we have been, you know, this program has uh Never expected that it would reach a worldwide audience. Um, a lot going to be, if, if I haven't gotten back to you guys via text, email, phone call, please reach out to me again. At the end of this episode, I will give you the different ways to get in contact with me. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of guys who are flying in and driving in from different parts of the country for me to do a full neuropsych eval. And I've said it uh, on every episode, if you, a loved one, has any concerns about a possible psychiatric conditions, whether you're in therapy, whether you're in treatment, whether you're on meds, get a full neuropsych eval. It is the only way to delineate with specificity exactly what the diagnostic picture is. So as you guys know who've been following this program, uh, try to keep it as organic as possible. And Julie and I just got back from a really nice walk on um, Duxbury Beach we're in the town we live in and where our private practice is. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I've said this before, like I never plan what the topic is. I just kind of go with what I think is relevant at the time. And she's like, why don't you do like antisocial personality disorder or, or sociopathy? Everybody's like, you know, curious about that like dexter and jack the ripper and charles manson and ted bundy i'm like well yeah that's interesting and maybe i could do that at at some point but i'm not sure really at this juncture how that's going to really help people because the whole goal is to this program is to educate and and help people uh so so we decided to work on um really kind of differentiating and explaining to the best of our ability obsessive compulsive disorder, which is uh, neurochemical. And back to the episode we did on neurotransmission, this is a disorder that responds to psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and psychotropic medications like Luvox, uh, as well as um, and the differentiation between obsessive compulsive personality disorders, two completely different disorders. So in a nutshell, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, if we stick with the classic hand washer, and let's take the pandemic out of it because we were all washing our hands excessively. I think both of our cars still have remnants of various hand sanitizers in it. I'll still never get the toilet paper shortage. I don't really quite get that one, but what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, that's a common one. Um, George Costanza from Seinfeld would have had an issue with that. But um, so in OCD, this is a clinical disorder. So obsessions are repetitive thoughts they repeat over and over and over again. So if we, like I said, if we stay with the hand washer, I'm dirty, I'm dirty, I'm dirty, my hands are dirty. Those are the obsessions. The door's not locked. The door's not locked. The stove's not off. The stove's not off. Those are the obsessions. Those are the thoughts. It's like a needle being stuck in a record or being on an elevator that stops and the music just keeps playing and playing and playing. And the anxiety builds to a point where the individual has to engage in a compulsive behavior. 
So the compulsions are the compensatory behaviors an individual will engage in to alleviate the anxiety associated with the obsessive thoughts. Now, medication is an option. Uh, you really want to get to a place therapy-wise of like response extinction. I would never do this in my office, but say somebody complained of hand washing. What you'd really want to do is lock the door to the bathroom and allow them to experience intense, 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 more, more, more anxiety to a point that the behavior is extinguished. I think it's better done on in a controlled unit, like an inpatient unit or one that specializes primarily in OC. What, what do you want to say? All right, Julie's Julie's moving around here, so... Talk into the microphone. I think just trying to differentiate between the two. And the reason why this has come up is um, a lot of, I would say probably 10 people have approached me anyway um, regarding, you know, uh, their, uh, I guess, obsession. But currently it's trending right now. I think it's been trending for the past couple of years at least, the 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 serial killers, um, the documentaries, the movies, um, and the things that people will bring up to me about is like, you should talk about this, you should talk about this. I want to say that, you know, in my travels, um, working in hospitals and um, being exposed to a very rare population, in my opinion. um, Well, antisocial is not as rare as like true sociopathy. Right. It's just that people are very curious and they're really addicted to these shows. Like Cor and I watch a lot of this stuff. We're very interested in it. Um, but people are kind of fascinated and it just kind of, it came up for me like, you know, you guys should talk about this more because this is what people are really interested in. They're kind of fascinated by the process of the mind of a person who is, you know, like in a, a, an obsessive compulsive personality and or a sociopath. Again, diagnostically speaking, um, I was just kind of trying to like, I, I, I had a conversation with my hairstylist, believe it or not. So she brought it up to me recently. She's obsessed with these podcasts uh, all about, you know, serial killers in the area or, you know, unsolved mysteries and people are really getting into this. It's a thing. I had no clue, but um, it seemed to be an interest. One of our family members brought it to our attention as well. Like, oh, you should do it. This is very popular right now. You got to do something about this because this is uh, this is what so many people are so interested in. And I guess having worked with people of um, OCD, well, meaning I think I think the interest with those that population is because it's so rare. The likelihood of ever meeting people, and I, in part of my clinical training and residencies. I've looked in, the, in a very small sample, but I've looked into people's eyes who've committed the most heinous crimes, and it's an eerie look because there's nothing there but but darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is why, you know, I, I think what was brought to my attention was this person I spoke with. She said, well, it's o- like, it's OCD. There's something like that, like, a, like obsessive compulsive disorder. And I said, gosh, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's probably obsessive compulsive personality if it's a serial killer, because that, 
that that defines somebody who actually cares about the process. And of- I remember in my training, people think antisocial is is so dangerous. The most dangerous personality disorder is actually obsessive compulsive personality disorder because there is no margin for error. There is no gray. But people who have obsessive compulsive disorder have insight, typically a lot of insight. They are trapped in their brain with anxiety. Um, They're doing these, they have obsessive thoughts that can only subside with compulsory um, compulsive behaviors to stop something terrible from happening. That's really in a nutshell what it is. And these people come, they, they, they often suffer in silence. Um, the extreme anxiety and worry that and intrusive thoughts, we talked about that before, typically is treated with SSRIs. Um, like I said, um, Court mentioned, uh, Luvox also. Um, some of the, uh, Zoloft is excellent. Um, but with, with this disorder, it's, and I hate to say disorder, this condition, it's so severe that without cognitive behavioral therapy or exposure therapy or some really, you know, hardcore therapy along with medications, people don't generally remit. And that means get into remission. Um, that's not to say that there's no hope. But when this was brought to my attention, I thought to myself, my God, if this is what's being talked about out there, that people with OCD, how many people, I have OCD, okay? I literally, I have to, I have to check the lights. I have to, I'm a repeater and it's because I don't want the house to burn down. Yes. With a caveat to any psychiatric condition in the DSM, it has to cause social, emotional, occupational, or vocational impairment. I know that. You're not late for work. You're not missing the kids appointments and stuff like that. No, no. I, but I do, I will back up and check the front door. I would, I I have that. The classic, um, I'm not a, I repeat. Uh, I didn't know this, by the way, before we got married. So I refuse neuropsychological testing. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, I have uh, friends and family who have similar just OCD cleanliness. I mean, after the pandemic, I'm certain that that has exacerbated things, including the toilet paper shortage. But um, Which I will never understand. But anyway, I, I, I am, um, I'm all over the place. Um, I think what is important to kind of differentiate if you if you watch these shows like I guess maybe some I guess a show like Dexter versus a movie like The Joker. The Joker was a classic sociopath. These people will just open up a car door because they need the car and shoot the person and not even think about it or have a care in the world. They randomly select people, their people who are in their way of their goal, just kill people. And this that's, is very rare. Well, that's that's the antisocial, or the where right. the sociopath is much more methodical, and they get caught when they get sloppy. Right, and also people who engage in these behaviors are usually people who don't seek treatment ever. They're only getting caught by the in getting getting incarcerated, um, you know, eventually, or they're can be very extremely clever and, you know, dodge the law. Um, we've seen all the movies, we've seen all the classic movies regarding this, but it generally is about a person who cares about the 
the prey, the victim. There's there's it's there's methodology to it. There's um, a thoughtful process. Thoughtful isn't the right word, but it's 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 very um, it's it's not um, it's not random. It's not at all random. I mean, if you it's guys, the opposite if you guys of random. Find these topics of antisocial personality and sociopathy interesting. Uh, let me know because I'm be happy to do an episode on it. Um, they're so rare and few and far between that you know the case studies and the the the, the knowledge we have is based on just you know Jack the Ripper, um, Ted Bundy, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Charles Manson. So, you know, again, trying to rein Julie back in. I'm the one that usually goes off on tangents. Back to well, we did OCD because we were talking OCD. about we were talking about like, well, how to is there some form of addiction to it? Is there there's something going on in the brain? And this is where this is not our area of expertise. But I have been in the presence of a, a sociopath, um, and it was probably I'll never forget it. Um, this is a person that I met on an inpatient unit when I was working on an inpatient unit. I will not disclose where, what, or who, obviously. Um, but this person was trying to kill their mother um, and with uh, poison. And it was done extremely methodically. Um, and this person acted remorsefully um, in a moment and then completely switched. When you have the when you're in the presence of someone like this, it's undoubtedly eerie and you know it's rare because it's very rare. These you people can also, you can also see this in the delusional disorders and all the different types of psychotic disorders, which is very But that's different. D- very different. Yeah, very different than, you know, sociopathy. It's not a chemical thing, I feel like. We know when I'm trying to you know, differentiate with what's treatable and what's not treatable, like a personality disorder versus, you know, an actual, you know, neuro, neuro, a deficit in neurotransmission. So, you know, trying to destigmatize. And I think that we didn't really plan on talking about this, but this has come up so many times for me that I was like, all right, we need to say something about it. And we'll see how interested you guys are in it. Um, We'll see with the responses. Again, very, very rare, but the topic seems to be extremely popular. And it has been so for at least the last two years. So it's fascinating to a point, I guess. I wonder what people's fascination is with it. Um, I, th- I think because it is so rare that you see the darkest sides of humanity mm-hmm. and they're very microscopic because they're so few and far between. And when you get into like sociopaths, uh, the the ability to, to delay gratification and be able to be plan things out methodically. These are very smart individuals, very high intellectual level. These are not. I don't think so. Not always. Yes, they are. No, because, you yes. know, if you're looking at a sociopathic person. They literally developmentally got nothing. They received absolutely no love, n- absolutely no reflection back or on themselves. Or it was what they grew up seeing. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's it's puzzling to me. I think it's worth like looking into. But I I just wanted to put it out there. Um, you know, we have so many other things that we want to talk about. But this has been people have asked me repeatedly about this. This is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I don't think it's really organic to our program per se. I think we're really just trying to reach an audience that needs help. Um, please let us know what topics that you want us to discuss. 
I did talk about bipolarity last week. Um, happy to talk about anything you want. Um, you just put it out there and we'll do our best to provide you with information. Um, well, we should talk about OCPD. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you're in front of the microphone. We'll give some examples of what OCD, you know, fire setting and cruelty to animals. Is yes, fire setting and uh, cruelty to animals and lack of empathy, uh, they could be differentiating factors not only for antisocial, but also for pediatric bipolarity. So if we look at obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD is pretty straightforward. And hopefully I explained it in, in a way that's pretty manageable to, to grasp. But obsessive compulsive personality disorder is, is different because one, it's personality. So this is the psychological architecture of an individual. So this is how they operate, um, throughout their everyday lives. This is, this is who they are. And, you know, and I've, uh, the Rorschach, the, uh, MMPI are great tools, uh, ones that I use, uh, every day. And they're able to kind of sniff this out and really delineate with specificity. How does it come across and manifest in that person? So with, with, if we look at the diagnostic criteria for obsessive compulsive personality disorders, uh, these individuals are, are, they're completely preoccupied with like details, rules, lists, uh, organizations, schedules to the, to the extent that, that the major point of the, of the activity is lost. So this is the person that's so worried about what time we're going to be at the airport for our plane trip to Disney World and what restaurant are we going to be at and are we have to be there at the right time and what's the menu going to look like they don't enjoy themselves they enjoy the control associated with making sure the activity is executed but they don't enjoy the actual experience themselves um, they show uh, a level of perfectionism um, that interferes with their task completion. Um, they're unable to complete a project because they have these overly strict standards that are not met. It's not because they're unable to do it. It's just they have, they've created a fiction in their mind of what the output and or the final product is going to look like that they sometimes or oftentimes will, will not finish a task not because of like inattention or lack of motivation it's just because this has to be perfect and if it's not perfect then i'm not going to put this out and present this to the world um they're excessively devoted to work um and and their in their productivity um to the exclusion of like leisure activities uh, and, and, and friendships and not accounted for by the fact that there's economic need. It's so, you know, you want your pilot. <laughs> if he has OCPD, that that's a good thing. Uh, your surgeon, that, that that's a good thing because they are, they are married to perfection. And of those two professions, I would say from a personal experience, I wouldn't mind if that person had this, specific personality disorder um 
they're over conscientious. They're 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 uh, scrupulous. They they are, but but they're inflexible about matters of morality, ethics, or values. Um, not not really accounted for by like ethnic or or religious values, but they have a very specific specific value system, and there is no margin for error. Very different than the narcissist. The narcissist can, can, can be very rigid, uh, but they're not as linear. And, you know, one of the irrational beliefs is called like dichotomous thinking. They're not as not to that extent. Um, they these individuals can be hoarders. They they have a hard time, um, you know, discarding like you know, worn out clothes or, or objects that have no sentimental value. They'll hold on to things um, because they think it's maybe at some point they'll have value or whatever, but they have a really hard time getting rid of things. Um, they can also have a comorbid diagnosis of, of hoarding disorder. Um, they Interesting, they're very reluctant to delegate tasks or work to others, unless the the other it, somebody else is is willing to submit exactly to a specific way of doing things. So, you know, I use myself for example. Like people have called me, like, "Can I do a uh, training with you? Can I do an internship with you?" And you know, I'm I think maybe this characteristic. I'm very methodical in the way that I do neuropsych evals, and you know, I not to say that I wouldn't help somebody else out but i'm very rigid because i have a very specific system of how i go about it and um when you get into like the obsessive compulsive personality disorders they they do will not delegate a task unless it's done to their specific set of rules um they're also misers they they they, they fear catastrophe they will hoard money in, in in independent of what the profession is, they'll hoard money to you know be prepared for any. I remember like like Y two K. There were all these people that were uh, building bunkers and and hoarding light bulbs and again back to the toilet paper and paper towels and beans and all legumes and all all this stuff. You know the event that you know. The economy was going to fall when technology changed. Two thousand, um, and 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 they 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 are incredibly rigid and incredibly stubborn. From a therapy standpoint, they are a pain to work with because they admit no fault. They 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 project fault onto everybody else because. They don't, like I said, in my episode, and like I think I did on cognitive behavioral therapy, um, you can't hold somebody accountable until you first make them aware of what the problem is. And then if the person isn't willing to work on the problem, that's a separate therapeutic issue. These individuals with OCPD, they don't make their the other individuals in their lives aware they they have this expectation you know another rational belief which is called mind reading that the people involved in their lives are expected to know what time dinner is ready what 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 you know what stores i'm supposed to 
buy your clothes at you know what 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 friends you want to associate with you know what's your favorite wine is stuff like that so they 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 hold other people accountable to a standard of which the other person their partner their family their lover their friend whatever they hold them accountable to a standard that the other person has no idea what that standard is so how are they supposed to meet it and they can be very very passive aggressive antisocial is much more aggressive uh narcissism is more passive aggressive and you know an interesting point and i'll do an episode on this is you know in the diagnostic manual you can diagnose more than one personality disorder and again personality is something that is not necessarily neurochemical there's some data that suggests that it is, but a lot of it has to do with upbringing. A lot of it has to do with, um, you know, home environment. You know, how's mom treating dad? How's dad treating mom? How are mom and dad treating the siblings? Whatnot. So, you know, this is a, a lot of the personality disorders are very much a product of learning. Sometimes it could be very overt, and sometimes it could be very covert. And it's very idiosyncratic. So we just wanted to be able to kind of um, shed light on the differentiation because you, you hear OCD and then you hear OCPD. And, and they're two totally different disorders, two totally different. What, what are you pointing at now? I just want to mention um, the OCD uh, PANDAS, the Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder. Uh, uh, that is post um strep uh infection um it leads to um a manifestation of rheumatic fever people really know uh, have much more awareness about pandas it, it leads to an almost very very acute sudden onset of ocd behaviors in children and adolescents this is obviously um you know it has is derived through a medical condition um, because the it streptococcus is, will actually pass the blood-brain barrier. And a tick disorder may develop because of it. Um, there's also the OCD spectrum disorders, too. These are related conditions. Um, the similar pathophysiology, including, you know, the the serotonin transmission in the brain, like we talked about, um, they they include a body dysmorphic disorder, which is extremely common, uh, anorexia nervosa, bulimia, binge eating disorder, hypochondriasis, obviously, uh, skin picking disorder, and trichotillomania. Um, also including well, aggressive behaviors, hair, hair, pulling. hair pulling. Excoriation disorder is skin picking. And uh, compulsive gambling, uh, sex addiction, addiction, you think about pornography um, and the addiction there. Um, we could go on and on about addictions as a whole different ballgame. But generally, it, it you know, the compulsions sometimes can be sexual in nature and also aggressive in nature. But people become anxious when they have the obsessions and the compulsions relieve the anxiety. And that's what it's kind of all about with OCD disorder, personally. Not per, not personality. Not, <clears throat> not personality. So it's interesting like that the disorders have very similar names. Um, they're treated completely differently from each other. 
Uh, again, OCD is neurotransmission. OCPD is what are you you chopping as I'm talking here? You're chopping shallots. I'll make it. So, anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, um, all right, so OCD, OCPD, it can be picked up uh, through a full neuropsychological evaluation. Can you have both? Yeah, you can. Um, much more complex, um, but one is a therapy medication, one is a therapy route, which is OCPD. Uh, not a great response to treatment, but can it be treated? Yes. Uh, they lack very little insight into their behaviors and they have a high external locus of control that is everybody else not performing to the standards that I have for myself, but the standards that I have not communicated to you, but yet I will hold you accountable to those standards, even though the other person involved in their life or persons involved in their lives uh, have no idea what those standards are. So... Uh, again, a privilege to do this every week. Please reach out to me at Psychology Today. Uh, email me at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. My cell phone number is 617-750-9411. As I said earlier, if I haven't gotten back to you in one of these modalities, please reach out to me this week. Um, great opportunity. Uh, again, doing the best we can to try to educate people and demystify this world of mental health that seems spooky, but at the same time for us is fascinating. And we know is for the vast majority of disorders, you take out the neurocognitive Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, Huntington's, Parkinson's, everything else is treatable to an extent, curable, manageable. So until next time, Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, um, and I will talk to you guys next week.